2022 is looking like one of the most stacked free agent classes in a long time. Among other accomplishments, the list of free agents includes World Series champions, most valuable players, Cy Young, and Gold Glove Award winners. Who are the top 10 free agents on the market, and where will they end up? I'm Manny Gomez, and this is Baseball Is Not Dead, the podcast dedicated to finding new solutions that will take MLB to the top of the sports world again. Today, we're going to go through who we think the top 10 free agents are. Then, we're going to give you our predictions for where those players may end up based on internet rumors from reporters and our best educated guesses. Stay put, because at the end of this episode, we're going to play a game called Not Take, a baseball version of Two Truths and a Lie. So, Luis, you ready to rank these guys? Yeah, man. One, we could start with the bottom of the list all the way to the top, just to keep people wait- waiting there. It's what we call suspense in the business. Okay. All right, Manny. I guess number ten would be Jose Abreu, twenty twenty MVP, first former first baseman for the White Sox. So, I guess we should mention Anthony Rizzo was on this list, but yeah. Breaking news, he signed a mul- he's coming back to the Yankees on a multi-year deal. So because there was rumors that the Astros were in on Anthony Rizzo and now he's off the table, Manny and I are thinking that the Astros can make a run for Jose Abreu. But I also think that the Red Sox should make a run at Jose Abreu. Why? They didn't have a consistent everyday first baseman last year and home run totals were down last year Jose Abreu hits for power and he's a first baseman so I think it's a good fit but Astros and Red Sox or Red Sox yeah I honestly think Abreu's gonna stay in Chicago I don't think they have a first base prospect actually there's that guy Andrew Vaughn but isn't he what is his position naturally he's a left fielder in a first baseman so they could just decide to put him in at first base that's true. So maybe he doesn't go back to Chicago. You know what? I like your take. Red Sox. He's he's 35 years old. He'll take a short-term deal. He can hit for contact. And Abreu bats from the right side, green monster. He can hit for power. He can he can get it up there. I'm going to go Red Sox, man. That, that's my prediction. Let's move on to number nine. Number nine is going to be our only catcher on the list, Wilson Contreras. From looking through Twitter and different reporters and stuff, He's been linked to the Astros or the Cardinals. I think he's done with the Cubs. The Cubs are looking to trade him in the offseason. Not in the offseason. During the season, he ended up staying. And one of the teams that they were dealing closely with was the Astros. And with Martin Maldonado being a good defensive catcher, but not exactly, not so great with the bat, and Vasquez being a free agent now, I think that's a really good fit. He calls a good game. He can hit for contact. And, you know... Why wouldn't he be interested in going to the World Series champion Houston Astros? So I think he's right. Astros. Right. And uh, I mean, I don't think he really cares about what the fans think, but him going to the Cardinals would be like such a uh, hurtful thing to all Cub fans out there because they are division rivals. So I would have to agree the Astros. And I also wouldn't be shocked because the Astros just seem to find ways to get the right pieces, and make a run at the World Series every year. So it would not surprise me. Concur. 
You concur? Let's move on to number eight, Manny. Thank you. And I'm going to go with Swanson, Swansonite, Swansonian, Dansby Swanson. One of the, one of the, I mean, he, he's a great shortstop, but of the list of free agent shortstops available, probably on the lower tier, Dansby Swanson. I think he's just going to stick with the Braves because the Braves have made all these moves in the last couple of years, getting Acuna on a, on a small, you know, on a cheaper deal than you think he'd be worth. Ozzy Albies is still there. They extended this rookie this year. I'm already forgetting his name out in the outfield. They just got, they also extended Matt Olson and Strider. Yes. So it just seems like they want to keep that core team together. And to me, Dansby Swanson fits the Braves core since he's been with them his entire career. He's won World Series with them already. And it just, I, it just feels like one of those things, like if it's not broken, why fix it? He's really good defensively. His offensive numbers have been getting better year after year. And this is his seventh year in the league, by the way, but he's only 28 years old. He made yeah. his first all-star game last year. He's had some big hits in the postseason. He's from he's from Kennesaw, Georgia. I couldn't find any rumors as to where he's linked to. It seems like the Dodgers are linked to everybody at this point. Yeah, I don't think he goes to the Dodgers. I think he stays in Atlanta too. I think yeah. that was his home. That was his hometown team. He grew up a Braves fan. He's been, you know, World Series with that team. I can't see him with any other organization. That's what I think. definitely. I agree. All right, number seven. I'm gonna go with Xander Bogarts. Oh, I didn't think you were. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Xander Bogart. And it's tough because the, from, from that point on, the list gets really hard. Like, it's hard to decide who to go here. But I'm going to go with Xander Bogart for number seven just because the rest of the list looks so prominent that I can't put him up higher than the other guys. Yeah. Xander Bogart's led the league in batting average for most of the season last year. He's an elite hitter. He's improved at shortstop defensively every season the Red Sox hate to see at least Red Sox fans hate seeing this guy walk but it just feels like it's not going to work out it just feels like negotiations weren't weren't as friendly as we expected them to be throughout the season so I have a feeling that he goes and uh, there are no rumors attached to him we don't know where he's possibly going to end up but some possibilities are the Dodgers he could end up a Philly he could end up a not an could you know not not an Astro, obviously. I think that I think the Phillies would be a good fit for him. I can't make a prediction for him. I can't see where he's gonna go. Right. I hope he so, doesn't go to Texas or something like that. Right. I mean, they would have what, like how much money invested in middle infielders between Seeger and Simeon. So as of today, Red Sox are coming into the 2023 season with just above the league average of payroll. 104 million, right? Which as a for any Red Sox fans out there, you would think like, okay, so we're definitely bringing Bogarts back, but this might be the new Red Sox where they're trying to get way below the luxury tax threshold, right? And they could be looking at Xander Bogarts. I mean, he is 29, so you would think like this, he's about to enter his prime, but this that this was just his 10th season. So, you know, you just never know that getting to that age where as a shortstop, like how much longer can he play at this level? His power numbers, they were never like super great, but they were down this year. 
going last year. So that could be something that gets used against him. I wouldn't be shocked if a guy like Xander Bogarts would even go to the Yankees at this point because he's not going to command as much money. And I know the Yankees said that they would, they're going to bring up, you know, those rookies this year, next year to play the middle infield. But Xander Bogarts is just, he's more than just a middle infielder. I feel like you can have him at third. I know they said they're going to bring Josh Donaldson back, but he's more than just like a middle infielder. And he's, like you said, he's consistently in the top rankings for batting average. So it just seems like that's what the Yankees are missing. A guy that hits for contact, right? Or a guy that can put the bat on the ball. So <laughs> I also agree that in my stomach, it doesn't feel like Xander Burgers is coming back to the Red Sox, unfortunately. And it's, it is hard to make a prediction. By the way, Xander Bogarts has been in the league for 10 years. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that. No. It's flying. Who's number six, man? All right. Number six, Manny. And I'm going to just use the excuse that because he's older. Okay. Nah, I was going to go with Verlander. Okay. He's probably going to win Cy Young for the AL this season, but and I should have had this before, but he is currently he's coming into next season at the age of 40. Wow. I think that Verlander, like Scherzer, are timeless talent, but I'm the only reason he's coming, what do we say, six? The only reason I think he's coming in at number six, God, it's confusing looking at this ranking and then working backwards. He's probably going to come back on a one-year, two-year deal. And, you know, I think it's anybody's guess, but I think just because of his age and at this point familiarity, I'm going to just predict, my prediction would have been Astros. I think you have a different position, the prediction if you want to. For Verlander? Yeah. So yeah, Verlander is one of those one of those guys. Way back when we were welcome to the show, we would say like, if you want to judge, if you want to see if a player is a lead or not, just go to his baseball reference page, and if you see a lot of bolded yeah. numbers, they're elite. And Justin Verlander is one of those guys. He's like, he's probably like the last of those old school aces. Like he's a hard thrower, rubber arm. Aside, you know, aside from the fact that he missed a year because of Tommy John. Right. And like, you know, at age 39, he's posting a 1.75 ERA. Like you said, he's probably going to he's probably going to win the Cy Young Award. I think I can't see him anywhere other than Houston. And I think he stays with Houston. I think the last contract he negotiated with Jim Crane personally, it wasn't through a GM. I think Jim Crane probably has a a place in his heart for a guy like Justin Verlander. At this point in his career, I think I see him more as an Astro than I do a Tiger, even though he spent more time with the Tigers than he did with the Astros. Right. But I think that there's going to be the big market teams are going to be in on him because he's the type of pitcher that even though he's going to be 40 next season, let's see. Yeah, he'll be 40 on opening day. It's 100 days away. Yep, he'll be 40. Yeah, on opening day, he'll be 40. You know. A drop off from one seven five is what like a three ERA, a two and a half ERA. That's yeah, that's yeah. Elite. You're right. And this isn't a he pitches in the. I was gonna say he pitches in the American League, National League. Doesn't matter anymore. I think he stays with the Astros, but I think the big market teams are gonna be in on him. I right. think he's just looking for. He opted out because he had a nominal season. Why wouldn't you opt out and try to get some more money? He made last year 
2022, he made $25 million. When people around him are making 35, 40 million, why not try to get yours? You know what I mean? So that's true. I think he stays with the Astros, but I think the big markets are going to be in on. And who knows? Maybe Steve Cohen comes in and says, hey, I'll give you that 50 for a year. And maybe he goes to the Mets. Who knows? But my prediction is the Astros. He stays. Nice. Nice. All right. Top five here. This is where it gets difficult for me. I'm going to go with Carlos Rodon. And the reason is because two years ago, this guy was DFA'd by the Chicago White Sox because they lost faith in him. And then they decided to give him a chance, give him a, a, a small deal. He came back and he was an ace. He threw a no-hitter, a Cy Young finalist, leaves in free agency, goes to the Giants and proves I am a true-to-form ace in this league. Yep. Um, but the reason why I'm putting him fifth is the same reason why I put Xander Bogart seventh before is because the next four guys are the top of the heap for me. And Carlos Rodona is an elite pitcher, but I still have some question marks. Like he still has a knack for getting injured. Like last season was the only time in his career that he threw, that he pitched more than 30 inning, more than 30 starts. Right. Prior to that, it was 24. In the shortened COVID season, he only started two games. Before that, seven games, 20 games, 12, 28, 23. And, you know, I don't know if two seasons is enough of a sample size for me to have total faith. And I know that sucks because, you know, some other numbers have been consistent. His strikeout per nine has been pretty consistent on, on yep. in full seasons for about four years. Uh, but I'm going to keep him at fifth for now. And I think that... He's going to go to, you ready? Yep. He's gonna go to Boston. I think he's going to go to Boston for some Ooh. reason. He looks like a Red Sox pitcher. To me. I was going to say, I was going to say, and I appreciate that, but I was going to say that a team like the Mets are going to try to go after him. He's young. And like he said, there's only a small sample size to go off of. So will he command as much money as like another elite pitcher? I don't know. Do the Mets care about, you know, do the Mets care about saving money on stuff? Probably not. But it just seems like one of those things that a GM can step in and be like, hey, Cohen, like we, we should grab this guy. Like we're going to outbid anybody. It's not going to be as much as it would cost for this. And we're also they also might be losing out on their top tier pitcher. So it would feel like it would give them more incentive to go after a guy like Carlos Radon. I could have said the same thing about Justin Verlander, but. And we go back to them him being such an astro at this point. But yeah. my prediction is going to be the Mets. Okay. All right, Manny. Carlos Correa, number four on the list. I don't have a prediction where this guy's going to end up because, like we said, there's multiple elite shortstops looking to sign with the team this offseason. And I'm still not clear. I know Carlos Correa's Number one concern is money, but I think it could be money. The question is, who is going to give Carlos Correa this mega deal when there's other options in shortstops available? Would that mean that his second priority would be winning at that point or location? In that case, you know, Dodgers are an option. And I'm even going to say this, I think a good fit, even though most might not agree, but I feel like he would be a great fit for the Yankees. And I've always thought that Carlos Correa could be a good fit for the Yankees because he's a historically elite hitter in the playoffs. And he's already dealt with all of this, 
you know, hatred from fans all over, all across MLB, which is something that I think I know Yankees Yankees have a lot of fans everywhere, but they're typically the team that people don't want to see win. And I feel like he fits that mold. So he doesn't have to play shortstop. He can play another position in the infield. And pretty much everything I said before about Xander Bogarts, just with Carlos Correa, I can see it. I think that uh, Brian Cashman showed confidence in Josh Donaldson staying at third base. So did yep. Aaron Boone. So he's not going anywhere. So Correa can't shift over for th- to third. And the Yankees have, have also been steadfast on keeping their young shortstops. So Swaldo Peraza, Anthony Volpe. So I have a feeling that they're not going to be pursuing a shortstop. For that reason, I don't think he goes to the Yankees. I think unless if we see that they traded one of those guys, if they traded Volpe or traded Peraza, I know that the Rays are out there, you know, offering, not offering players. They have players on the block, like Glass now is on the block couple of other players who knows maybe they could pursue a trade there if they trade one of their shortstops then i could see carlos correa going to new york but for now i can't the teams that he's linked to however are the dodgers and the cubs and i could see him going to la that team feels like a carlos correa type team they're always in the postseason yeah and like you mentioned he's the ultimate leader when it comes to october and in terms of chicago i don't like you guys are in the middle of a rebuild. Like, is Carlos Correa going to want to go to Chicago? Like, he right. wasn't a team that had made the postseason last year in the Minnesota Twins and kind of underperformed this year. I don't think he expected them not to be in, in playing in October. I don't think he likes that they weren't playing in October. I can't see him going to Chicago. I think, honestly, he goes to the Dodgers. Nice. And maybe the worst thing that ever happened to him was him declining that offer that Houston made and leaving. Because now Jeremy Pena's up there. He, you know, there's right. no coming back. That's it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So Dodgers for me. I think Korea goes to the Dodgers. Despite everything you said, man, somehow the Yankees are looming in the background, ready to snatch Always. him up. And that's the thing. The Yankees are, are probably the most interesting team to... The most interesting team out there because... They have so much money that they could spend, but they haven't been willing to spend it. Right. Like, it's so weird. Like, you would think that they'd be the team. I, I'm more afraid of the Dodgers now. If I were another team, I'd be afraid of the Dodgers or the Mets more than I would the Yankees. I feel like the Yankees operate like, like a middle of the market team. They don't operate like a small market team because they spend a lot of money. Right. But they also don't operate like a big market team because it seems like they're never in on these guys. You know, right. aside right. from Garrett Cole, they're... Who's the big free agent they signed over the last 10 years? I can't really think. Yankee, Yankees are always in on it from a fan, from like a viewer's perspective because they've been in, in things like this always. But, and because we just want to associate the biggest free agent going to the Yankees. But you're right. Like in recent history, it's not, it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. All right. Number three. I'm going to go DeGrom at three. And I see that. You could argue that he could be two. You could argue that he could be one. But Jacob deGrom is, without question, the best pitcher in baseball when healthy. The problem is he's not healthy very much. He hasn't pitched very much over the last two years. When he's on the mound, he's dominant. He did show some slowing down at toward the end of last year for the Mets. But I'm going to go deGrom at three, and I think that he's going to end up he expressed interest in the Rangers. Like his team reached out to the Rangers and said he's interested in negotiating a deal with them. He's been linked to the Braves because 
he lives in West Florida or something and it's close to Georgia and all this stuff. I yep. never believe any of that stuff. I, for some reason, I think he goes to somewhere like the Rangers. He goes somewhere where he kind of disappears. He doesn't strike me like for some reason he doesn't s- sit. I'm trying to think of the right word. Like, I don't want to say sit right. I like him. I like him as a pitcher. I think he's elite. Like, I'll never forget him as a pitcher ever. Like, he'll always be one of those top guys in my mind. But I don't put them in, I don't put him for some reason in the same place as a Verlander or a Scherzer. For some reason, I don't see him like that. And I think it's because, I think it's because of his inability to stay healthy and, and just him being so open about not wanting to go back to the Mets. Like, I find yeah. that to be weak, personally. Yeah, like, he hasn't done it long enough to be in, in that, unfortunately, on this, as the same conver- like breath as Verlander and Scherzer. But I agree with everything you said about him being just the ultimate pitcher when healthy. And, I mean, he's 34. He'll be... Yeah. He'll probably still be 34 going into next season. If he is of the likes of Verlander and Scherzer, then any team that lands him will be good. But we just don't know. I'm going. I'm also going to go with the Rangers because we know they're willing to spend money, and that's the team that's been rumored. Other than that, I honestly don't know. I don't. I can't see him going back to the Mets. Also, it felt like it was a breakup. It felt like he was saying, "I don't want to come back here." Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Cohen offers him a crazy deal and he comes back. I don't know. But, An uh, offer he can't refuse. Yeah, didn't feel that way to me. Yeah. Tell us, man, who's number two? All right, number two. Ahead of a guy like Ver- Jacob deGrom, who's the best, but only pitches every five or six days. Number two, Trey Turner, shortstop, mm. the captain of the infield, an everyday player. Not that I know that he plays every day. He played 160 games last season, Manny. Trey Turner for the Hollywood Dodgers is the best shortstop in the free agent class. He might not be the best defensive shortstop, but he's definitely the best offensive shortstop, in my opinion. I just think he's the most well-rounded in my opinion. And look, he's another one. Already eight years in MLB. It doesn't feel that long to me. He was rumored to want to be interested in wanting to go to the Phillies to reconnect with Bryce Harper. They were both on the Nationals. But this is a tough one for me. I think, I mean, he could stay with LA. I don't see I don't know why LA doesn't keep these shortstops. Like, you know, they went from Corey Seager to Manny Machado to Trey Turn, like three elite shortstops. Why wouldn't they keep one of them? Like, why move on to another one? He's worked out for LA so far. He fits well with that team. If he doesn't like it there, I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure he likes the ones it. that I've heard are Phillies and Cubs, and I think he could stay with LA. Again, I'm going to eliminate the Cubs just because it doesn't make sense right now for them to go after a big free agent. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like they're ready to compete yet. The Phillies would be a great fit out of all these players right now. Xander Bogarts to the Phillies and Trey Turner to the Phillies makes a lot of sense to me, but it has to be one of those two. I have right. a feeling that it's gonna that Trey Turner might end up with the Phillies. Yeah, that rumor. Why? Yeah, that rumor was out there, and I think it would be a good fit. Obviously, I think he'd be a good fit anywhere. Just a overall well-rounded player, and he, not so much he could play the outfield too. He does have some experience in the outfield. Yeah, exactly. 
and I don't want to act like I want the Yankees to blow money on a shortstop, but just the fact that he's a multi-position player, that just seems like something the Yankees would want to snatch up, but it's just too much money at that for them to go after him, I think. If Judge signs somewhere else and he's still out there, maybe. Maybe yeah. he'll go to the Yankees. Yeah, and like one of the things that, that was a head-scratcher to me, there's two things I'm going to say. The, a head-scratcher with the Phillies this postseason and covering them was seeing Kyle Schwarber bat leadoff. And I know people are going to say, like, aren't you the one who thinks that Aaron Judge is good, that Aaron Judge is a good leadoff hitter? I think they're different hitters. Clearly. Kyle Schwarber is a high strikeout guy. I don't think, I think Aaron Judge has better plate discipline. He gets on base more. And I know Kyle Schwarber has been successful there too. But to me, he, he doesn't feel like, he doesn't feel like a good leadoff hitter. He's like Man. all power. Like he's not a good on base person. He's not on base. I mean, he's not a good base runner, stuff like that. Trey Turner leading off for the Phillies, I think would be huge. And then you have, you know, you have Harper, you have Schwarber, you have Reese Hoskins. You have a deep lineup there. Yep. Um, Nick Castellanos, on and on. So he makes a lot of sense to me. The other thing I was going to say was that Bryce Harper has a lot of sway with that organization. I was talking to someone during the postseason, and I was talking about how weird I thought that uh, Kevin Long was the hitting coach for the Philadelphia Phillies because earlier in the, because last season, him and Joe Girardi were like, remember, I don't know if you remember this, they got tossed from a game or they were yelling at each other across the field. Yeah. Um, and then he ended up with the Phillies. I was like, wait, don't you guys have a beef together? And he was like, no, nah, well, it's because Bryce wanted K-Law on the team. Bryce Harper brought him here. So he has a lot of sway with that organization. I think if Bryce Harper tells Dombrowski, who's not afraid to spend money, and if Middleton's willing to spend the money and they say, we want Trey Turner, I think he goes there. Yeah. So that's what I think. That's what I think is going to happen. And we're left with number one. And by the way, I just want to say, I wouldn't have been mad had you put Judge too, man. I wouldn't have been mad. But it's going to be Aaron Judge is the number one free agent. I think coming off of last year, how could it not be? 62 home runs. He carried the Yankees, bet on himself. The only... Negative is that he's 31 years old. If it wasn't for that, the sky's the limit for Aaron Judge. And the only teams that I'm hearing linked to Judge are the Giants or a return to the Yankees. It seems like the Giants are willing to open up the their purse, their pockets now, and pay whatever is necessary. The question is, will the Yankees be willing to do whatever it takes to keep this guy? Because it's going to cost a lot of money. For some reason. I don't know why this time it feels different. Like the judge, uh, the Yankees have had beef with in the past Derek Jeter with contract negotiations. Bernie Williams almost left the Yankees at one point, but they ended up retaining him. The difference is George Steinbrenner was alive back then. He's not anymore. I don't know if they're going to be able to go above and beyond to keep one player. So I have a bad feeling that he goes to the Giants. I can see him going to the Giants and I think it, I'm going to lean more towards the Yankees just because he's not just like this elite player. He's predicted to be the next Yankees captain. But you're right. It just seems like the way that the Yankees have been operating lately, are they going to be willing to meet his price? And it's not like there's other teams that can't spend money either. You're, you're talking about the I think this guy had to be number 1 because He's elite on both ends of the ball. And it just looks like, I mean, if you're next in line to be the Yankees captain, I think that just, that speaks for itself. Um, and he's essentially the face of baseball now. Like he really is. He's like the one, three, one of the three guys that are the face of baseball. Like he's one of those guys that, that, you know how I've been complaining that 
if you look at commercials and there's baseball players in the commercial, it's typically an old school guy. It's Ortiz, it's Rodriguez, it's Ken right. Griffey. It's it's never like a modern day player. There's been a couple of Francisco Lindor commercials recently and a couple of there were Tatis commercials, not anymore. Aaron Judge is a guy that if you put him in commercials, people will know who he is. Right. You see Judge jerseys anywhere you go across this country. He's very recognizable. He's huge. So he's worth the money that you spend on him. Even if he doesn't pan out like an Albert Pujols didn't pan out for the Angels. I think Judge will pan out just because he is a face that you recognize and he is. People will tune in just to watch his at bats. You know what I mean? He's yeah. that kind of guy. I so. I I personally think if the Yankees are like not just looking at this as like, oh, look at all the money we have to spend on him. Like it's like I've, you've heard it a million times. Like in the last couple of years, you go to Yankee Stadium, you see all of these 99 jerseys. And I think they understand that this guy is the face of baseball. Like you said, he's super marketable. So I can't see him not going to the Yankees. Yeah, the Giants are a rumor that he can go there. I'm going to tell you where I want him to go, Manny. Yeah. The Boston Red Sox. Of course he do. Because we need a home run hitter. We need a, an elite defender in right field. He's hitting in Fenway 80, 81 games of the year. So his numbers, his power numbers are always going to be great. And by signing Aaron Judge, they, I keep saying we, but I, I should just say the Red Sox. By signing Aaron Judge, you're taking away the guy that carried the Yankees to the playoffs. So you have to think like we're at least eliminating something that's going to help us get to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, but it could happen. Honestly, I, I could just, I could see the Yankees just meeting his price and us talking about it for years. Like, I can't believe he got this honestly, kind of deal. Honestly, I think if the Red Sox jump into the conversations, I think the odds increase that he stays with New York just because I can't imagine that happen. Red Sox can afford since it. Babe, since Babe Ruth, which like face of a franchise has moved from New York to Boston or Boston to New York? I don't think I anybody. Mean, I know you've had, I know you've had your Johnny Damons and your Wade Boggs and, Jacoby Ellsbury's and stuff like that. But those guys were never the face of the team. Roger Clemens, but he went through Toronto first. Right. I can't see I can't see it happening. It would be too much. I think Yankees fans would boycott. They'd like not go to Yankee Stadium. They'd be like, no, no, this is ridiculous. This can't happen. Well, that's another thing. Like thinking of like marketing dollars, like you're taking dollars away from the Yankees. I feel like that's what you right. would want. But yeah, that's why I'm not the GM or the owner. So what's your final prediction for Judge? The Yankees. He stays in New York. Okay. All right. Those are your top 10 there. All right. Before we leave today, Luis, I'll play a quick game with you that I'm going to call Not Take. And it works like two truths and a lie. So I have three reporters, John Heyman, Ken Rosenthal, and John Morosi. And I have three reports from them, three tweets or three predictions, three rumors that they've heard. One of them is not true. We're going to start, and you have to identify which one is the fake one. So let's start with John Heyman, New York Post baseball columnist. Are you ready, Luis? Yes. Here's the first rumor. Phillies are believed to have real interest in Xander Bogarts. Phil's honcho Dave Dombrowski has drawn link to Bogarts from his Boston days. The second one. The Cardinals are set to be in the market for an outfielder. President of Baseball Ops John Moseliak says, Aaron Judge, not out of the question. Astros have interest in Wilson Contreras, nearly traded for him at the trade deadline when James Glick was GM. They still like him. Market should be strong for Wilson Contreras. 
Which one is the lie, Luis? Oh, I just man. realized that because of the top 10 free agent thing that we just played, that sort of gave it away a little bit. It kind of gives it away a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, even if we hadn't gone over it, I have not heard the rumor for Judge to the Cardinals. This, that's the first time I'm hearing fr- of it. So that is my not take. Good job. Yes, that is correct. The Cardinals are not said to be in, in for Aaron Judge, but you never know. It could happen eventually. Yeah. I thought that by adding the name of the president of baseball ops guy in there and everything that it would sound real. <laughs> Whoa, all that stuff. So this was actually reported. Right. I'm sorry. This was actually like reported. This one isn't true. That one. Oh, I get you. I get you. The other two real reports. All right. Ken Rosenthal. The Braves are believed to be all in on free agent starter Jacob deGrom. Verlander. That's the first one. The second one. Verlander sees the potential for lucrative opportunities with the Mets, Yankees and Dodgers, among others. Wow. And. The Astros have identified Anthony Rizzo as their number one free agent target at first base. Again, the game ruined it. The first segment ruined it. Yeah. The problem is that they all seem like real things. And I know we went over it. That's the point, man. I'm sorry. Are we sure that the Rizzo to the Astros was a real thing? Because that that kind of seemed like a lie to me. Is that the one you're calling? Yes. That is not the not take. The not take is... The Braves are believed to be, quote, all in on free agent starter Jacob DeGrom. They have not said that they're all in on him. No. Oh, so that whole thing. She. Wow. OK, so that whole thing. Right. Because that's why I was like, I asked myself, like, Verlander could, is linked to the Mets. Like, so I'm like, are we sure the Rizzo thing was real? So you're telling me that the whole fiasco with Jacob DeGrom linked to the Mets was from a secondhand interview. Where we don't, yeah. we never heard the Grom say it, but it was yeah, that he, he never, said it. Yeah, he never said it flat out. It's not like it's just a rumor. It's just what people are thinking. That's it. But it's never been stated. No. Well. Yep. Last one. John Morosi, MLB Network. Ready? Sources. Hashtag raise among several teams showing interest. Trade interest in athletics. Hashtag athletics. Catcher Sean Murphy, a Gold Glove winner in 2021. With three years of control before free agency. That's the first one. The second one, sources, hashtag Mariners have done extensive scouting work on outfielder Masataka Yoshida, and they will be one of his top suitors this winter. And three, sources, hashtag Red Sox said to be willing to listen to offers for third baseman Rafael Devers. That last one has to be fake. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. Thank God. That is the fake one. I made that one up. So that was not take a total failure because of the first segment. I, we should have played the game first and then the predictions. But that's it, man. That's the show. I like that. You got any other things you want to say for today, man? Before we Nah, man. I think this is it's time to wrap it up. All right, man. If you haven't heard yet, we have a free Facebook group. Join the community. It's called Baseball's Not Dead. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Baseball is not dead. And if you have a moment, leave a review. Subscribe and come back next week. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.